it's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies right here on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, 101 FM, 1120 AM. We are so grateful that you have decided to join us today. I am Coach Carrie Brinkader, and I am joined in studio with my beautiful co-host, Kathy Enderbrock. Good morning, Kathy. You got your coffee already this morning? You probably have water. I do have water because you know me. I, I Coffee is not supposed to be a great for your voice as you do radio. And you know me. I need all the help I can get with my voice in radio. So, yes, I have water, but I have indulged. I've, I've gotten my caffeine for the morning and enjoyed it. I tell you, you know, Coach Carrie, when I think about the month of March, even though I know that Easter generally always takes place in April, I I love it. I, I love I love Easter and and I love looking forward to Easter. I love Valentine's Day and I love the fact that this entire month of love precedes this month of just preparation for remembering Christ and everything he did for us on the cross. And so I have out all my Easter decorations and I am loving it because more than anything, my Easter decorations, most of them are from are from friends. And so I don't know if you remember like Claudia McNeely from church and oh Edna gosh, McNeil yes. and yeah. well, I have all of these Easter decorations from them. And so when I put them out, I just, I remember them and I, I love it. I think remembering is so important. You have Easter decorations. I, I do not. <laughs> oh. And so, I, yeah, that's not something I've ever really decorated for, but you have people give them to you, mm-hmm. um, special, special sweet ladies in the church. So that is super neat. I know I love March just because the grass is greener and um, every little flower is, you know, raising its little head up. And I just, I just love it. In fact, in class this week, I was asking my fighters, my, my two, um, to name some things about spring or about Easter time that they really loved while they were boxing on the bags. And so I heard some, <laughs> some really great things. I heard, um, Jesus on a donkey being praised. Uh, you know, I just heard all kinds of amazing things. Of course I heard chickens and bunnies and chocolate, you know, <laughs> as well. But, um, you know, this time of year is incredibly special. You know, we're moving from Valentine's uh, to Easter. And, you know, at Christmas time, we focused on this embracing thing, embracing hope and peace and joy, love and Jesus. And I know you've built an amazing program for us today, Kathy, called, we are, you have named it Embracing Courage. Courage. Mm. I love this. We need courage. Oh, my goodness, how we need courage. You know, the world is always taking courage out of us. And I think the enemy loves to take courage out of us. He loves to discourage us. But, uh, you know, God loves to encourage us. He loves to put courage into us. And there's this beautiful scripture in in Deuteronomy 31.6, and he starts out by saying, do not be anxious. So he says, okay, guys, let go of your anxiety. Don't press into that. But instead... Be strong and courageous for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. And so I just, I'm so excited about this program, Embracing Courage. And it's actually based on, um, just a, a, um, just a word of encouragement that I shared with about 50 moms, uh, in, uh, Eagle, Idaho in February on Valentine's Day uh, and just talking about how to take courage and how to pour courage into your children. And so I was just excited to be able to to share that with with our listeners. You know, you you gave this chat to uh, moms and it was specifically, you know, tailored to them about speaking courage into their children. Mm-hmm. But this this uh, chat today, this that we're going to talk about, Kathy, it is applicable to every single person, whether you are young and in college or, you know, retired and living uh, your best life in retirement, <laughs> because this word courage, it, you're right. I, I think the world can just come in and make us feel weak sometimes. Yeah. Um, and 
courage is such a strong word. It's a bold word. It's an audacious word. Um, and we can all use a little courage in our lives. Uh, and so you've put together this wonderful program with an acrostic and I'm excited uh, to get into this. It's seven I mean, courage is seven letters, so we have a lot to talk about today. <laughs> we we do have a lot to talk about, but I love it that it is so straightforward, and it's all right there in God's Word for us. And so yeah. I, one of the things that I love is that as we get into God's Word and we read it, and then we think about it, meditate on it, and then we apply it, it is amazing how it directs our steps almost effortlessly if we just get into God's word, it truly becomes a, a light for our path and a lamp for our feet like nothing else can. And so we're just going to, like you said, we're going to walk through this as an acrostic and pull out principles from God's word and just apply it directly to our feet today as we walk it out, as we love walk and love talk with those around us that God's placed in our lives, as well as our own hearts. I think, you know, so many times you can't pour out what you don't have inside of you. Right. And so, um, you know, if, if our hearts are anxious and and discouraged and full of fear, well, that's what we're going to pour out onto others. And so we need to, um, like he's like like God's word says, do not be anxious, but be strong and courageous. And we need to put that into our own hearts and really rely on the Lord to pour that into our hearts so that we can pour that out onto others and those around us, because we definitely need more courage in this world. You know, a lot of times <clears throat> courage goes against the streams. Yes. Um, it's, it, it's daunting to be courageous, especially when we're talking about walking with the Lord, mm -hmm. right? We have to step out times at times and go against what um, the people around us are doing or saying. Yeah, And so this is, it's so timely as we step into this period of time or, or the, the, this time of year where um, students are about to graduate from high school mm -hmm. or from college and moving on into the next phase of life, um, mm -hmm. you know, moving from boyhood to manhood, uh, you know, and really adulting. And, yeah. you know, I, I would call college life semi-adulting, right? Because yeah. you have to make some decisions on your own and you have to uh, really motivate yourself to, mm -hmm. to get to class, get your homework done, to organize your time. Nobody's there telling you to do it. Um, but then when you walk from college life into real adult life where you're paying all your own bills <laughs> <laughs> and um, really, really walking out, I mean, courage is needed in so, so many ways. So, you know, Kathy, you, you've put together this great program um, and, and you start it with uh, as we watch our children take their first steps. I mean, do you remember when your first baby took her first step? Were you I there? Mean, oh, oh uh, yes, I was. It okay. was for our oldest, Aaliyah. I mean, yeah. the, you think of all the things. When was the very first time that we required courage in our, in our lives? And I, I really think it is when you are going to take those first steps as that little toddler because, you know, you're kind of crawling around on the ground and you're exploring and then all of a sudden, you know, maybe your parents lift you up to give you a different view of the room or you kind of pull yourself up into the standing position and you're just, oh, my gosh, amazed because you have these wobbly legs that are uncertain beneath you. But all of a sudden you have this different perspective of things and you, you see your mom and dad and they're walking around and you think, oh, my goodness, maybe just maybe I can do that, too. And so I remember with Aaliyah, we were actually at my brother's wedding and uh, she had started to pull herself up. And so we were there cheering for her, you know, come on and walk towards walk towards mommy and daddy, walk towards mommy and daddy, because it's always great when you give your kiddos something to reach for, something to go towards. 
And oh my gosh, I remember, um, she, so Eric and I were there. I went ahead and grabbed the video, my camera to video on it. And she started taking those first few wobbly steps and she took two steps and then, you know, right down on the ground. Flat. (laughs) But she was so excited and we were so excited. We just scooped her up and just covered her with, with hugs and kisses. And, you know, I just, there are, there are two principles, these two words that we see in the Bible, all the way starting in, in Genesis, almost all the way through to the end of the Bible. The, the last time that we see these two words together is actually in the book of Third John. And oh, wow. our, Bible, our Bible says, goes Third John, then Jude, then Revelation, right? So you see these two words paired together throughout God's word, all, you know, from the very beginning in Genesis, all the way to the end. And these two words are this, walk and faith. Mm-hmm. And so I think God very purposefully puts these two words together that our our faith, our belief in him, our hope in him, it is a walk. And it does start out very wobbly, very uncertain, and it takes courage to pull uh, ourselves up and to begin that walk of faith. And so I just I love it when I think about what takes courage and this walk of faith takes great courage and God knows it and he is cheering us on. And uh, I just, you know, I think it's going to be amazing one day when we get to heaven and he shows us all the pictures of his favorite moments when we took some, some big steps, just reaching for him and what he was holding out for us. Well, and it's, it's kind of interesting. It's such a perfect metaphor, right? You know, every child, when they take those first steps, it's one or two, and then it's splat. (laughs) It just bonk right, right back down on their, on their bottoms. And, you know, to this little cushy padded diaper, right? Mm -hmm. And um, they're kind of stunned. Like, wait a minute, what, what just happened? What do I do? (laughs) But they don't just stop trying because they fell down. No. I mean, if you've ever seen a little baby giraffe, a little baby giraffe when they're, when they're just born, they are hilarious because you can imagine it's just these long gangly legs. Um, and they try to get up and then they fall down and they try to get up and they keep trying until they finally stand up. And it's not long, um, after they're born when they're standing and, you know, we keep trying Mm-hmm. Even in our adult lives, when we step out in courage and maybe we take one or two steps and we fall down, you know what? And God says, look, babe, I'm, I'm right here. I got you. Let's stand up again and let's go. And I think as adults, that's really the hardest part is we're going to get knocked down. Mm-hmm. We're going to go splat. But if we never try, we never know. Yeah. And, um, doing something new is courageous and you're probably not going to be very good at it the first time you do it. And that's okay. (laughs) And that's okay. And to have our heavenly father there going, you know what? I'm so proud of you for trying. Let's do it again. Let's keep trying. You got to get up. You got to keep going. Um, So a lot of us are taking those first wobbly steps. Um, You know, uh, maybe you're in your time of Lent here and you've really committed to doing something for the Lord as, you know, really sacrificing something within yourself that takes courage and here, here you are and you're in the middle of it and you're wobbly, you know, (laughs) and that's what the Lord kind of wants for us during this time. I think it is to just take a second and go, okay, Lord, I can't do this without you. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it's something like you gave up sugar for Lent and, you know, you really, you're going to this big party coming up, this spring break is coming up and you know, you want these donuts or whatever it is. And so, and I know that's kind of a silly analogy, but it, it's so true. The Lord just wants us to rely on him mm-hmm. as we take these steps in courage um, because rely, without him, we can't do it, Kathy. We just can't. 
That's so true. And the adventure that awaits us yes, yes. when those shaky legs get a little bit stronger, when that faith gets a little bit stronger, yep. oh, the adventure. Friends, we're going to talk yeah. about courage, how to grow those strong legs, how to put that yeah. courage right into our hearts and meditate it, meditate on it in our minds. But we're going to get a word from our sponsors who encourage us every week by keeping uh, their commitment and keeping Love Talk on the air. Oh, how we love them. They are so faithful. And we're going to take a break so you can get a word from our sponsors and um, learn about the business, uh, their business. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. We are so grateful. Oh, well, hold on, Gavin. Looks like, all right, there we go. All right, ready? Three, two, one. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. We are so grateful that you have joined us. I am Coach Carrie Brinkgater, and of course, in studio, my beautiful, talented, amazing co-host, Kathy Enderbrock, who's put together this awesome program on embracing courage. And I just want to remind you that we do have archives. Uh, we have Love Talk Network, where you can go and find all of our archives. You can. We're also now an amazing podcast. So you can go to your favorite place where you listen to all your podcasts and find us at Love Talk. All one word. Smash it all together. You'll see our bright, shiny faces. They're joining you, and you can download all our past episodes and listen whenever you want. And, of course, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Okay, Kathy, so... In the style that our beautiful mentor, Evelyn Davison, taught us, uh, you've put together an acrostic for the word courage. And the first letter C is care, care for spiritual nourishment. I mean, this is the foundation for our kids that hopefully as they work through all the things growing up, relationships and 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 school and just how to handle life that they will continue to draw from the spiritual foundation that we built at home. Now, Kathy, as a new mom, I mean, <laughs> I know I held a lot of anxiety about things I wasn't doing right. What about you? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, even with, with, so when I was pregnant, um, and you know, through all three of our girls. I had this recurring kind of anxiety dream that I had completely forgotten to feed the baby, right? <laughs> that, you know, they were crying and I didn't know why they were crying. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I, I forgot to feed them. Like I haven't fed them in a week, you know, my baby, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's so funny. You but, would have night, you would have nightmares. About oh yeah. Them? I would have nightmares about forgetting to feed them. Oh, and, bless. um, you know, okay. and Hey, Coach Kerry, you know the Enderbrock household. All of us eat very well, right? Yeah. Like, yes. Uh, pretty sure, Kath, that's not going to happen. But right, right. For whatever reason, that was just uh, something that kept coming up. And and I think it's you know just as parents, we would never, we would never even consider not feeding our children. We know yeah. that they need regular physical nourishment for their bodies to really grow healthy. But what we forget, or maybe what we don't realize, is we must also regularly feed our children spiritually. Mm -hmm. And uh, years ago, I did this talk in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I compared um, the the outward signs of um, physical malnourishment and spiritual malnourishment. And they're actually very, very similar. So physical malnourishment, it leaves us with no strength to face the demands of the day. Very similar spiritually. If we are not spiritually nourished, we are not going to have that strength to face the demands that are right in front of us. We're going to shrink away rather than step up and step into and malnourishment can also affect our ability to think and see clearly. Same with spiritual malnourishment. If we are not feeding our spirits the word of God, we are not going to be thinking through things according to God's word. We're not going to be able to see things and discern things rightly. Um, also, long-term malnourishment can cause permanent damage. Same with our with ourselves is that if we – 
if we completely deny our spiritual nourishment, we're going to step into some things that are going to do us a lot of damage, a lot of harm, or we're going to have a lot of scars from some very bad decisions because we really were not um, – spiritually nourished and strong and healthy to be able to step into things with spiritual integrity. And so, you know, and I I think so feeding our children is important. Feeding ourselves is important, but also what we feed our children and what we feed ourselves is really important. And it is the same with spiritual nourishment. I saw this thing on, on Instagram and this one guy said, you know, I can eat a plate of donuts and I can feel full. But I can never eat enough donuts to actually nourish my body. And um, so I think it's so important that what we feed ourselves physically and what we feed ourselves spiritually is so important. We need that spiritual diet for ourselves and for our, our children of love and God's word and that relationship, that engaged relationship with Jesus. Well, it's so true. You know, a plate of donuts, the amount of calories in there is probably equal to a steak and potato dinner, right? But that steak and potato dinner is going to give us a lot more nourishment, nutrients than a plate of donuts. Mm -hmm. Same with our spiritual life, right? If we are, you know, I, I always go back to memorizing scripture. And years ago, we had uh, several people on our program that were uh, big proponents of memorizing scripture, not only as children, but for our whole lives, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the times that we are really struggling, when we have that scripture hidden in our heart, we can literally regurgitate it Mm -hmm. and go, okay, Lord, I know that you are with me. Um, You tell me, do not be anxious. Um, Okay, I'm I'm not supposed to be anxious. You tell me to bring to you through prayer and supplication all of my worries, all of my fears. Okay, I'm going to do that, right? We can recall these things because they're hidden so deeply in us. We have been nourished with them. You know, Mm -hmm. I think about the scripture that our kids have learned growing up at school and um, they can recite it and mm-hmm. they can they can bring it up. I mean, at one point, Mackenzie's um, class memorized the whole book of Ephesians. Right? Isn't that like, amazing? It, it's insane. Um, and so whenever we have been nourished with that, it's what our bodies and our mind go back to in those times when we are really struggling. Um you know, and, and as parents, we are also to nourish our children with hugs yes. and kisses and encouraging words and smiles. Um, you know, I know a lot of people aren't huggers, but our kids want hugs. Even my big old six, six, 18 year old <laughs> young man, he loves hugs. And a kid can't walk out of a room with, without hearing, I love you. He'll say, I love you, mom. And if I don't say it back or I'm like, okay, bud, yeah, I you know, I like, he goes, love you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to hear it back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, a great way for our little young ones is to make up songs. Kathy, my kids still tease me about making up songs and I still do it now. I mean, I'm just, I'm, silly like that and I know you did that too. oh yes oh yes all of your girls have little nicknames and you made up silly songs just to make them feel special about their names and their yeah. names yeah yeah um and I you know just little things like we had to we would make up songs about washing hands or our last name is 10 letters and it's not phonetically correct and so we you know made up a little chant about how to memorize our last name Um, but we, we see, um, we see growth and encouragement through those little things. Um, what are some other tips and tricks, Kathy? Did you guys memorize scripture at home? Did y'all, did y'all have daily devotionals at home? Well, yes. I mean, you know, and, and being part of a classical Christian um, educational community, the kids were always memorizing scripture. And so whatever yeah. scripture they were memorizing at school, 
then I would take on that at home. And so, and we would discuss the scripture over the dinner table where you're going to memorize it. What does it mean? How does it apply to our lives? How did God use that today? And, you know, I know I, and I got given a number of really great little um, devotional books for the family and dinner discussion devotionals that we used. You know, I think there's really easy things to, um, like putting little stickers on the kiddos' doors, putting little scriptures or blessings or words of encouragement in their lunch bags, you know, yeah. even a prayer for if you know that they're having a, a test or an exam that day. And, you know, even for your spouse, when your spouse is going on travel, put a little note in uh in, in your spouse's uh, travel bag that they'll see when they unpack, you know, letting them know, hey, babe, you've got this meeting. You're going to be awesome. And I'm praying for you. I think there's so many things. And, you know, especially having um, having us pray for our kids audibly out loud, let them hear it, have them understand that the dinner table blessing is not the only time that you pray, but that you're able to pray over your concerns and your days and the things in front of you and your futures. Because if God is the God who was and is and is to come, then there is nothing that you cannot pray for. So you can pray, pray, um, about the future that God has for you because he's, he's there and he has plans for it. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, that, Mm -hmm. that is kind of the care, care for spiritual nourishment. It is the Mm -hmm. foundation. The O in courage is really easy. So straightforward. It is just obedience. And I love the fact that with O for obedience, this is the first commandment that has come, that comes with a blessing. You know, we are all children of somebody, right? Um, right. And the, this scripture that talks about obedience, it says, children, honor your father and mother so that it will go well with you. And there was this great little saying that our kids memorized uh, in school, and it went something like this, obey right away, all the way with a good attitude. And I think that's something mm-hmm. that really translates for all of us, that when we know we are being obedient, we know that we are walking with integrity. We know that we are exercising the the self-control and the patience, and we're honoring those people that are in authority over us. We are, we are being obedient. And, um, and so, you know, of course it's going to come with a blessing, but I love that God very specifically said, I will bless you when you do this. And so I love that that O in courage, it, it just helps us get our feet on the right track and know that there is a way to walk in. There is God's way to walk in. And when we walk into walk in that way, he blesses us. Well, you, you opened that by saying obedience. Of course, it's uh, I think you said it's it's easier. I think you said something like that. Well, or or it's natural. It's it's. Uh, not but it's not necessarily the easy thing to yes. do especially for our kids right with our sinful nature and um you're very clear here to state that obedience is not smothering or frustrating yes right you know scripture tells us that you know um, fathers do not provoke your children to anger but but love them and encourage them. And I thought it was really funny. I was in the car. I was driving a group of boys, of course, somewhere um, a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about the spankings that they got <laughs> as kids. <laughs> and I just cracked up. I just drove. I, you know, I tried not to say too much, and I was just listening, being a casual observer, um, but very interesting to hear what they remembered about Mm -hmm. the situation and some of them remembered why they were getting spanked some of them were like I don't even remember what I did but I remember the consequences of what (laughs) I did Um, and I was very um, I, I was also very intrigued to hear that they found it effective mm-hmm. um, and, you know, they didn't see it as, oh, my parents were so mean, you know, they, they were, they were beating me. No, yeah. they said, I'm, I know I did something I wasn't supposed to do and boy, I never did that again. Yeah. 
And one one guy said, yeah, I plan on having a lot of kids, and so I'm just going to line them up. And if I just found that refreshing, though, Kathy, right? In this day and age, for young men to go, you know what? I was disciplined. And then it really made me think twice about doing that again, that I yeah. knew my father was going to discipline me. Yeah. And I didn't like it. And so I wanted to then not repeat that behavior again yeah. and that they found it effective. And so obedience, of course, we don't want to have a punishment, but being uh, honoring our parents and honoring our heavenly father mm-hmm. um, are very, very important. And you said this a few weeks ago, Kathy, when we do things as they're designed, life is a lot easier on us, right? Yeah. Um, and so that obedience is very, very important. Um, and let, letting them do things in a safe environment that might be a little risky, that's okay. You know, let them feel free. Let them jump on that rock and fly around and whatever it is in that safe environment. Um, But that obedience and honoring parents, our kids, they really do take that to heart. Yeah. They really, really do. So that conversation in the van with 17 and 18 year old guys, I, I found it very, very refreshing. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, They didn't, um, they, they weren't bemoaning it. You yeah. know, they knew that it was necessary for their development. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that, you know, God has this incredible adventure. He has incredible plans for us. And a Christian life is not a small life. It is a big life. It's a an abiding life. life. Yeah. It is a bigger than you can ask for or imagine kind of life. But it's also a life that is safe and secure. And uh, and, and so I think, you know, when we raise our kiddos, uh, we raise them with that understanding that the yeses should far outweigh the noes, and they should yeah. be able to take those risks. They should be able to climb those trees in a safe environment. Now, if there's just a bunch of cement under under that tree, uh, you know, I don't know, <laughs> pull a mattress out and put a bullet mattress and stick it under the tree so that they can climb it. Um, but, you know, there's ways that we can um, parent, and there's also ways that we can see our lives properly where we can really embrace the adventure that is set before us. And so that's that's the O that, you know, obedience doesn't mean a small life. Obedience means a huge life that is a blessed life. And so then I want to move to the U in in courage. So C-O-U and the U is is this and it's so straightforward. Use your Bible. Use, Use your, your Bible. Bible. Yes. Yeah. There there was this study that Barna did a few years back, and it said um, there are 4.2 Bibles in every U.S. household, 4.2 Bibles. Yet, Bible literacy is at its lowest point that it has ever been. And so, guys, what's going on with this? Well, it's because our, our Bibles are covered with dust. Or our Bibles are somewhere up in a, in a cabinet and they're not getting out and being used. Well, we need to open our Bibles. This is our best resource. It is our best source of encouragement. If we want to put courage into ourselves, open that book. Open that book. Go into the Psalms. Go into, oh my gosh, into the New Testament, into the book of John. If you want to know just the depth of God's love for you and get to know Jesus, the person of Jesus Christ, go into your New Testament in the book of John and just read it from start to finish. And, you know, let your kiddos see you opening God's word. Let your kiddos see you highlighting and marking and taking notes in God's word. And I'll tell you, if you have a question for God and, and you are struggling with it, put that to him. And then go and get in your Bible and study it that week and see what he would speak to you um, regarding the question that you put before him. Well, I think when we open our Bibles with our children, you know, there's a fantastic adventure waiting for them. I mean, we've got um, young teenage boys conquering giants. And young teenage boys killing lions and tigers. And we have queens um, with beauty and majesty becoming uh, leaders over a great nation. We've got best friend relationships with Jonathan Mm -hmm. and David. Um, Noah, he 
uses his hands to build a giant, giant vessel to save humanity, right? I I mean, just there's there's something for everyone in the stories that are real stories. They are true stories. And God knitting together boys and girls in the womb. Mm-hmm. The number of hairs on their head. I mean, how special does that make us feel? Um, that God picked my eye color. He knew I was going to have blue eyes. You know, buried treasure, bones being raised up. I mean, it, these, this adventure, mm-hmm. the adventures in the Bible are extraordinary. And our kids will absolutely. Uh, my kids loved the adventures in the Bible. And we had a little children's Bible that had pictures and, you know, told stories in a way that kids could grasp and understand, mm-hmm. right? We weren't reading the King James Version to our kids <laughs> when they were four. Um, but, um, you know, just incredible adventure awaits when we use our Bibles and it, it starts to build that foundation. Well, and you know, Coach Kerry, one of the things that I love is that depending on which stories you tend to go towards, it, and, and especially which stories our, our children tend to just hold on to and want you to read again and again, that also gives insight about how God has knit them together. For example, yeah. Jordan loved the ark story. Are you kidding uh, me? Like this guy built this entire ark. Like he, he built it. So God gave him yeah. direction. Well, what is Jordan doing? Well, she's yeah. going into engineering and construction management. How cool is that? Well, yep. Faithy, she loved the stories about Queen Esther and Ruth and Naomi. Well, it's because God made her incredibly relational. And, mm-hmm. and you know, she has a, a little bit of that natural leader just inside herself. Mm-hmm. And and so you get to see how God has knit them together. Whereas Aaliyah, she was really, she kind of liked the Proverbs and the very fine mm-hmm. instruction, you know, what weight does this variable have? And how is this variable important? Well, She's mm-hmm. going into science and research. And so it's really interesting when we get our kiddos into God's word and we see what lights their, what lights up their eyes, what stories do they want us to read again and again. That will give us insights into these little hearts that God has knit together. And we can start to see, huh, okay, maybe God has given you this skill and this talent and this heart because these are the plans that he has for you. So I just, when we use our Bible, it literally is like a light for our path. And, um, you know, just according to that Psalm that your word, oh Lord, is a, a light for a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. Truly, truly that it is. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that. That is, it's so, so very true. You are going to find someone, something that um, you can relate to as you use your Bible. All right. Courage, C-O-U. That's the R, Kathy. Here we go. The R, rely on God for wisdom and discernment and remember how he has been faithful in the past. Rely and remember. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just love this because it it tells us it is okay when we feel like we have no idea what we are doing. It is I love o- that. Yeah, yep. it is okay when we don't know, like we, we just don't know what to say or how to respond or we feel overwhelmed by the task at hand. That is okay. Yeah. We can feel overwhelmed. We can know that we don't know because we know that God does know. We know that nothing surprises him and we can rely on him for wisdom and discernment because he tells us if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously. And I love that word that that they throw in there in James chapter one, verse five. God gives generously to all without finding fault. So we can ask if any of us lack wisdom um, we can ask God. He gives generously without finding fault, um, and he it will be given to us. That wisdom will be given to us. And I, I love that, that we can rely on him for that. And we can look back then and remember all the times that he has shown himself faithful. You know, and I think I really just started taking this to heart. You know, I, I'd say within the last 10 years, maybe not even, may, maybe I'm giving myself too much credit for 10 years. <laughs> 
that, you know, there were so many times in my life where I just thought I just needed to pull myself up by my bootstraps and that I needed to be okay, even when I wasn't, right? I can't let anybody see this. This is a weakness, right? If I'm not okay. Well, no, goodness. One of the the great men of the Old Testament, Moses, was so scared that he wouldn't know what to say, right? Mm -hmm. Esther pleaded with the Lord, and she was completely overwhelmed by the situation in front of her. And she went to God and said, I don't know if I can do this. And and Moses did the same thing. And we've got um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Right. We, we, there are so many times when people are so overwhelmed, yet they take it to the Lord. Friends, C-O-U-R-A-G-E. We have three letters left for this amazing program on embracing courage. Please join us for our third segment with Carrie and Kathy, the love Hello, ladies. Friends. And welcome right back to this. Love Talk right here with your love ladies, Carrie and Kathy. All right. Hang on. Uh, Gavin, are you there? Gavin, Gavin, Gavin. Yeah, all right. All right. Three, two, one. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk right here with Coach Carrie Brinkgater and Kathy Endebrock as we are embracing courage today, Kathy, and this awesome acrostic um, for courage. We do want to say that we are missing our love lady, Marlene McMichael, today. She'll be back with us next week, um, but we sure do miss her. It's been a long time since just Kathy and I it have has. done a program with the two of us without a guest and without Marlene. So, um, But I'm so grateful for this, Kathy. It's amazing, amazing information here and just, you know, things to hide within our hearts. So courage, our C care, care for the spiritual nourishment of our children and of ourselves, frankly, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, obedience. The first commandment that comes with a blessing is children, honor your father and mother so that it will go well with you. All right. Care, obedience, you use your Bible. And then the R, rely on God for wisdom and remember how he has been faithful in the past. Rely and remember, which brings us to the A, Kathy, ask big questions. You know, and this probably the A has made the biggest difference for me lately because it completely shifts perspective. It's easy to ask small questions, you know, the why, you know, why me, why this, why whatever. But when we ask big questions, such as, um, what do you think God might be up to in this? What, mm, you know, yeah. what did God show you in that? How do you think God might be using your current circumstances to grow you and equip you for something that he has planned for you. Um, mm. Really easy questions that we can ask our kiddos. What did you see God do today? What did you see God do yeah. today? Um, gosh, why do you think God made the sky blue? Instead of <laughs> why is the sky blue? But why do you think God made the sky blue? Mm. I mean, what impact mm-hmm. does that blue have on you? What does it do to your heart? How does it feed your spirit? How does it nourish your soul? When you look at the creation, why do you think God made it that way? What mm-hmm. impact does it have on you? Um, how did God design that to grow or work best? How did God design you to grow or work best? And I, I just think that when we ask these big questions that have eternal impact and have, you know, just reach down right into our spirits, to the heart of things, we're able to lift up our perspective, to widen our perspective, and to get a, a, a true perspective on things and start to think on those things that really impact the life that we have and that really impact those around us. Well, and I I also firmly believe that that teaches our kids to not be afraid to go to God and ask him the hard questions. Yeah. Right. Like, Lord, okay, I don't I don't know why this is happening. Can you please um, just show me your grace and your mercy and your strength right now? Because I need it. I don't know why this is going on or Lord, I, I don't know why this is happening. And that's okay, Right. It's okay to take the hard questions 
to the Lord. And so when we start young, asking the big questions, why did God make so many animals? How did he make so many animals? Then we can go to God with the hard questions because they're used to going to God with the questions. Um, And I love that. But getting our kids talking about big and hard things is incredibly important. So asking those big and hard questions. Okay, Kathy. The G. The G. Guide guide them in the way they should go. Now, oh, man, this is a a big one. Guide them in the way they should go. The more I I thought about those small things that we do with our kids and the big impact that they have, uh, you know, when you talk about teaching your kids the please, the thank yous, so important because please is grace. When you yeah. when you want something, when you ask when you ask with a humble spirit, may I please have that? When you're ordering in a restaurant, may I please have X? It just extends grace. It shows grace. And I think so when we teach our children the please, we are growing them. We're teaching them grace. When we t- teach them thank you, it grows gratitude. And and when we can develop that in our own lives, oh, friends, you know, we may start needing to be th- keeping a gratitude journal. If we find that right. we are not seeing the blessings in our lives, we can start to put a little bit of discipline and start to, I, I heard this question a while ago. It said, if you woke up today and all you had were the things that you thanked God for yesterday, what would your life look like? <laughs> because I think today. a lot of us would have right? nothing. Yeah. What would you, yeah. What would your life look like today? If yeah. all you had when you woke up were the things that you thanked God for yesterday. And so I think growing in gratitude, this, uh, this thank you is so, so important. And also, you know, learning how to say, I am sorry and, and teaching our kids how to say, I am sorry, because truly, being able to say, I am sorry, that's repentance. And we need to learn repentance because God says, look, without repentance, what is forgiveness? I mean, you, you have right. to go and apologize. And, and I mean, we may need to apologize to one another. We may need to apologize to a brother. We may need to apologize to the Lord and bring some things and acknowledge that, that we've sinned. And I love this. When we teach our kiddos how to receive that I am sorry and respond with forgiveness, that is the power of the kingdom at work. And mm-hmm. forgiveness is 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 something you know, I we heard June Hunt say one time. She said forgiveness is not letting someone off the hook. Forgiveness is taking someone off of your hook and putting them on God's hook. And I think that what? is so incredible. It's freeing. Yes. At that point, you know, you you then can release that burden because yes. now it it's just on it's on God now. You've released yes. it. It's not no. for us to hold on to that. Um yeah, this guiding is so important. Kathy, did you have a child that was that found it hard to say I'm sorry? Did any of your girls? Oh yeah. Were, oh yeah. Still. Yeah. Oh, still. yeah. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, because yeah. you know, and we have our peacemaker. Jordan's our peacemaker. She she would apologize for someone else. She would say, "Leah, Faith is sorry." Yes. <laughs> I'd be uh-huh. like, "No, Faithy has to say that Faithy is sorry." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very true. And I know we talked about this a little bit in the in the first segment when we were we were talking about care. But if we do not discipline or obedience, I'm sorry, when we were talking about the O, if we do not discipline our children, the world will. And that's a much harder lesson to learn when the world um, just just slings you around and and gives you the what for. Um, And then, you know. We, we have all kinds of things that our kids are having to navigate now. This gender fluidity, gender identity stuff is mm-hmm. not for the faint of heart. Yes, if we do not guide our children and teach them these godly, godly principles, if we do not put that structure on our own lives and disciple ourselves, the world will disciple us. The world will be our teacher. The world will disciple our children. We are always learning from something. We need to be making sure that we are learning and being guided 
by godly things, godly mentors, God's word, and so that we are guided and directed in the right uh, direction. Okay, so I want to get to the E because yeah. we literally have three minutes left here. It's killing me. So, friends, this is my favorite, and it's my favorite part to wrap up with. E is expect. Expect the Holy Spirit to be at work. Friends, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, he is the hel- our helper. There's this incredible, incredible scripture. Uh, well, actually, all throughout the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is refer- referred to as paraclete, and it means helper, assistant, aid, one who comes right alongside you, your advocate. And uh, and this is what I love is that if we are given a helper, we would never stick that helper in a corner and say, oh, yeah, look, uh, I know you, you've, you've come over and you're, you're going to help me with whatever I need, but I'm going to do this all on my own. No, we would put that helper to work. I'd be having that helper clean my floors and dust yeah. and you know, help me with the kids. I'd be having that helper do everything. Well, the Holy Spirit is our helper and we should expect the Holy Spirit to move, to be at work. And we should be asking the Holy Spirit to step into those deep places that we need help with. It's, it's so true. And I think we have to instruct our children to listen to that voice that you cannot continue to push it away, that that is the Holy Spirit and that is the Lord giving you the power of discernment. Um, And we, we cannot push it away. Our pastor just did a phenomenal series on kind of our conscience, which is the Holy Spirit, right? Mm -hmm. That, That is the Holy Spirit speaking to us and how we have to listen or we can become numb. Um, and so knowing that we need to teach our kids this, that voice is important and we must listen. Mm-hmm. And yeah. friends, I just love this. If you have received Christ as your savior, God says that he gives the Holy Spirit as a seal, a deposit, a guarantee of what is to come. And so nice. I, I love it. And so if you've accepted Christ today, if you have gone to the father and just acknowledged his son, acknowledged the forgiveness, acknowledged that Christ died on the sin, to, died on the cross to forgive you of, of your sin, to pay for your sin, to be the ransom for your sin. And you accept Jesus Christ as your savior. You can tell the Lord, Lord, I just ask for your Holy Spirit. I receive your Holy Spirit. And I thank you for the Holy Spirit that you send to be my helper. And friends, so I, Carrie, I just uh, love this program. I love everything about it. And I hope our friends mm-hmm. have just gotten every bit out of it that they possibly can. If you if you missed something and you would like to contact Kathy and I, you can certainly find us on Instagram and on Facebook. Send us a message. We'd be happy to send you this acrostic and, and the points from this chat because it's just so rich with information. Friends, we love you so much. What can you do to ask those big questions today and to see the Holy Spirit move? Um, For Kathy Enderbrock, I am Coach Carrie Brinkader. The Love Talk ladies love you, and we'll see you next week right here on Love Talk.